Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to the second event of the weekend for the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands. Good to have your company. I'm John Heindorf and we are ready to go again after a dominating performance yesterday by Trenton Estep. Uh, we reset with a grid set by the second fastest laps of the qualifying sec- session uh, on the early part of the weekend. And here's how they line up. So we started with 17 cars this weekend, but after a couple of incidents, we saw TJ Fisher's top car uh, not making it to the streets of Toronto uh, for the race yesterday. Uh, he, I'm afraid, hasn't been able to take place, and Adam Adelson getting a two-race probation. Michael McCarthy also not making it to the race yesterday. So we'll have 15 cars around the circuits which has uh, 10 11 corners and is just over one and three quarter miles around options for overtaking at turn one turn three and turn eight and it'll be alan metley who'll start uh, it'll be john guts sorry who starts at the back of the grid in 15th position for right motorsports carl washington uh, in 14th position for GMG Racing. Thomas Collingwood for BGB Motorsports uh, in 13th position. Then Bill Smith for Top Racing. He ended up in the tyres yesterday, but still got second place in the AM class. He's the AM pole sitter. Trying to close down on Mark Dwami, who didn't come north of the border. He's the championship leader for AM uh, coming into this weekend. In 10th... Uh, in, uh, uh, 11th position is Alan Metney. He was the uh, pro-am leader coming into this weekend. Started from the back of the grid. Yesterday, 40 way through back to the podium. And alongside him will be Marco Cironi, another pro-am driver for Mark Mourner's racing in the bright yellow and black number 84. On row four, it's Efren Castro and Adam Adelson. Adelson in the 24 car is one of the pro racers for Premier Racing. Efren Castro uh, is... Uh, is in the eighth position and is the pro-am leader after the race yesterday closed down on Alan Metney in the championship standings. On row three, Travis Wiley on the outside for top racing, Varen Chopsky uh, on the inside for right motorsport, 13 and 77. Jeff Kingsley uh, in fifth position in the number 43 for MDK Motorsports has Riley Dickinson in the second of the Kelly Moss racing cars uh, at the front of the grid, the 53 car with the bright uh, orange striping around the front end of that car to tell it apart from its teammate. Parker Thompson in third position on the grid for JDX Racing. And on the front row, it is Kai Van Perlo on the outside of the front row as he was yesterday. And MDK Motorsports, Trenton Estep with his second pole of the weekend. Uh, he will lead the cars to green. That's how they'll line up for today. So Trenton Estep yesterday becoming the first American driver to win a round of the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands, taking a year and a half for some homegrown talent to get to the top step of the box. And he'll be trying to get to uh, repeat that today. Thank you for being with us, whether you're here at the track or further afield. John Hindorf with you and on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV, also on the Porsche Carrera Cup North America website to bring you all of the action. We've had a little bit of clean-up going on with a six-car accident out on the circuit from the previous race. And thanks to our clean-up crews, to track services, and of course to all the volunteer marshals here and around the world, we'll... 
uh, we could not go motorsport uh, to any motorsport events and forget all of the hard work that uh, they put in and they give us their most precious thing that they can that is their time it's a huge resource and we thank you all every single one of them so the story of the season so far really has been that of Kai van Berlo uh, for the season uh, in the uh, number three Kelly Moss Roden race car kept second in the championship last year to Sebastian Prio well, he actually won more races last year than the eventual champion but he had a, a couple of weekends where he didn't pick up the points and notably a non-finish at Virginia International Raceway and that really cost him a shot at the championship he's come back in great form for 2022 and really stamped his authority young man from the Netherlands in that number three car Racing for children's colour scheme with a one or two marks uh, of uh, close contact on the left-hand side of the car. And that was with Wall as well as uh, other competitors over the weekend. But he's been very impressive. Won both races on the streets of Long Beach. The only other street race that this championship has run in since uh, it was brought into being just uh, a year ago. First season last year, we've had Porsche cups in the US before and looked after by IMSA also of course you'll remember up here in Canada the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge but last year was the first year of the Carrera Cup North America uh, instigated to allow for pro drivers with new tyre partner Michelin and a brand new car last year which comes into its second season and that's the shape of the new 992 Carrera Cup car there are four drivers in this field who are Canadian citizens. I'm delighted to uh, welcome Parker Thompson from, from Red Deer, Alberta. He's in the JDX Racing number nine. That's the shell-coloured car. Jeff Kingsley, who's from just down the road, actually, in the Toronto subject, suburb of Ajax. He uh, was fighting at the sharp end of the field yesterday trying to get Varen Chotsky for a fourth position. We've also got uh, Thomas Collingwood from St. John's Newfoundland and Labrador and Marco Cironi, another man from Toronto. Marco, you can't miss his car. Uh, he is in the uh, bright highlight yellow number 84 from Mark Mortars Racing running in the Pro-Am category. Jeff Kingsley in the silver and black car with the door open rather sensibly. The categories are split up by the driver ability. Full pros in the pro category. That one really doesn't take a lot of explaining. And as I was saying, the first time that we've had pro drivers in the uh, Porsche Single Make Championship in North America it gives the young drivers as well the opportunity to go into the young driver program and shoot out for the Porsche scholarship. Uh, last year, it was Sebastian Prio who went over to Europe to compete for that. Didn't make that championship, but is advancing his uh, career very nicely. And the drivers in the Pro Championship trying to attract the eye of Porsche to become one of their works or factory-supported drivers. Pro-Am, well, drivers who've got uh, experience but aren't making their money out of motor racing and Am. Slightly less experience in racing, but perhaps more in life. There is an age uh, uh, qualification as well for Pro-Am and Am. Well, the good news is that we're clearing some of the cars away from the accident that occurred early on. We have the Taycan all-electric Porsche at the front of the grid. We'll run that down for you again in a moment once we get word from uh, what's going on. Uh, round the circuit, there was... Uh, a multiple car accident which blocked the last session and led to a red flag. That's been worked on very quickly at the moment. So it will be Trent and Estep yesterday's winner who will start on pole position with Kai van Berlo alongside him. Trenton doing a good job yesterday, completely dominating uh, the race. Parker Thompson in third today. He was third yesterday and made a really good start. Went for the lead down at turn three and for about... 20 metres maybe was 
nose to head of Trenton Esther, but just couldn't get the car turned in to the right-hander at the end of Lakeshaw Boulevard. Went straight on into the runoff, ended up at the back of the field and then had to fight his way through as best he could to minimise the uh, points loss. And it'll be Riley Dickinson and Jeff Kingsley and Varon Chosky for your top six. As far as the championship is concerned... Kai van Berlo opening up his lead to Parker Thompson yesterday despite not winning the race with Riley Dickinson being closed down on by Trenton Estep. Those are your top four in the pro category as they came into this weekend after Watkins Glen last time out. Alan Metney's lead was closed down a wee bit as well by Efren Castro with uh, Justin Oakes not here this weekend, still in third place in the Pro-Am Drivers' Championship and in the Am category, Mark Kwame not here, uh, John Getz didn't have a great run yesterday ended his race in the pits but still got some points so he will have uh, closed down a healthy margin, Mark came in with 172 points and John Goats with a 139 that will now be a 159 for John uh, Bill Smith will vault over John Gertz from his uh, win yesterday uh, and go ahead courtesy of the 25 points that he got for the victory. So in that Am category, Kvame still leads with Smith in second and John Getz in third position. There's teams or entrance championships uh, as well. Kelly Moss uh, convincingly uh, leading that at the moment and stretched out their lead over JDX Racing and MDK Motorsports uh, yesterday. Big night of champions to come for uh, all of the teams and drivers when we get to Motul Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta in the first week of October, last weekend in uh, September, first weekend in October, kind of a, an overlap of the months there. Still on hold from the track at the moment. These will be concerning times for the drivers. They've been installed in their cars for a wee while now. Uh, still the barrier repairs going on out on the far side of the circuit and we've got some pretty heavy machinery down there quite a bit of essential fluids was lost by the half a dozen or so cars that came together and completely blocked the track but what we are going to do uh, is get the concrete blocks lined back up again and that is going on at the moment and that's why we are in this halt never a nice place to be in a race car when you're not going anywhere uh, the 992 Carrera Cup cars benefiting from uh, a new interior uh, from the previous model with lots of lessons learned from the Le Mans and uh, IMSA uh, GTLM and GTE cars including a more central driving position, a new driving seat uh, as well and also the uh, rescue hatch above the drivers uh, just so that uh, we can get to them uh, without having to haul them out of the car as you would have had to do in the, the old days full FIA cage of course and one of the things of all the things that has changed on the 992 Cup car one of the things that hasn't is the wonderful sonorous 4 litre flat 6 engine sitting uh, back over the axle at the rear of the car as Porsche 911 road cars have done for the last almost 60 years it is the Birthday of the 911 next year, 1963. That car first uh, hit the roads. Almost was the 901, of course, using its project number from Dr. Ferdinand Porsche. But over in Europe, Peugeot had the copyright on the number, blank number. And so he added an extra one. And so a legend was born. Just think, it hadn't been... For that situation, we might have still been talking about the Porsche 901 rather than the 911. Great work by our track services team. And it looks like we're not too far away now from rolling these cars out. Uh, it is uh, 40 minutes, 4-0 minutes race. These cars uh, are able... Uh, to do that relatively uh, easily on a full tank of fuel. No pit stops, no tyre changes. So there is a little bit of tactics early on, particularly on a, an abrasive surface as we have here on the streets of Toronto. And the 
drivers really will be having to just moderate their pace early on when the cars are heavy and full of race fuel. Still got some coarse vehicles uh, down at the scene of the accident. And it's the concern about the lineup of the concrete blocks on driver's left, left that is the issue. And that's been attended to with the heavy machinery. Doing a great job over there. This track with uh, a number of passing positions, passing opportunities. Down at the end of Princess Boulevard to the right-hander at turn one. Got to be very decisive and get up the inside there. It's a short run to turn two. And turn two opens up onto Lakeshore Boulevard, which is effectively the longest straight here. It's got a couple of tiny little kinks in it. Cars getting up to 165, 170 miles an hour. That's what two... 60 clicks and uh, really showing their legs. These are quite quick cars in a straight line. They don't have a huge amount of downforce, although it is a little more controllable and adjustable from the teams now with this new 992, particularly on the rear end of the car with the swan neck mounted uh, rear wheel that with the mounts over the top of the aerofoil uh, above the back window. That cleans up the airflow to that back wing and makes it very efficient indeed uh, under that on the bodywork there's a almost a classic Porsche ducktail uh, which sits above the engine cover or on the uh, engine cover uh, and that also gives a bit of rear downforce not much you can do with the airflow underneath the back of the car because the engine and the gearbox is there so you don't see huge diffusers sticking out of the back of these cars one of the reasons why the Le Mans and IMSA GT Le Mans cars actually uh, changed the position of the engine and the gearbox was so that they could put a bigger diffuser there and take up some of that space. But these cars, the absolutely traditional layout uh, with the uh, gearbox and then the engine, uh, the last thing at the back of the cars. From turn three, plus 90 degrees through the kink at turn four, onto Ontario Drive and then the left-hander at turn five. Big new patch of tarmac there, which has uh, been quite greasy. Uh, one or two people in all of the classes have had uh, some problems there. As I can now see uh, that the uh, heavy machinery has left the scene of the accident, so we can't be too far away. From five, it's a little blast along Princess Boulevard to the nice open right-hander at turn six. And we move on to the run Onto Maritoba Drive down to the kink at turn seven and then coming up very quickly the heavy braking area at turn eight, 90 degree right hander. And then nine, 10, and 11 finish off the lap, left hander at nine, sweeping right hander at 10, and then 11 on to, back onto Princess Boulevard to finish the lap and start the next one. Really important to get a good exit from there to give you that opportunity again to pass through one we did see a couple of passes yesterday with drivers getting a good run out of three and four and making it stick into five that is a brave maneuver and can well you have to have your wits about you on both sides of that equation being passed and doing the passing and possibly a little cooperation uh, if you are doing the passing by the person uh, that you are making the move on because if they close the door there you're going to have quite a big accident so not too far away now from a slightly delayed start uh, on this Porsche Carrera Cup North America events title partner visit Cayman Islands uh, and this as far as our season is concerned is just into the second half of the year we've raced a couple of times at Sebring Long Beach Laguna Seca and last out at Watkins Glen and after the two races here we have a pair of races at America's National Park of Speed being Road America. Uh, that's early next month. Uh, and uh, then we'll be at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the infield circuit as part of the uh, Porsche Sports Car Together Festival, which was such a big hit last year. And then we'll finish off the year uh, on the rolling uh, circuit, the rolling tarmac that is Michelin Raceway road atlanta making up the rest of the season so still plenty of points to be bagged by these drivers in each of our three championships and still very much the man to catch is the uh, young dutchman kai van berlo for kelly moss 
racing. Came across to the States for educational purposes. He's made his home down in Florida. Goes to university there and has been studying very hard. But got the opportunity whilst he was here with Kelly Moss Racing to go racing. And, well, what are you going to do? You're uh, at college and somebody says, how would you like to drive our Porsche in the brand new Porsche Carrera Cup North America with a brand new car? You're not exactly going to have to think too much about that. Uh, I think an arm was snatched off uh, by Kai Van Berlo there. And uh, what an opening season he had. Championship contender right the way through the year. And he has made this championship his own for the moment this year. But... Well, as we've seen in the past, both in uh, this championship and its previous iterations when it was a Porsche uh, GT3 Cup challenge, one bad weekend can drastically change the championship, either for the better or for the worse, depending on which end of that point swing uh, you're on. It's the usual points with 25 points for a win, 20 for second, uh, and then moving down the uh, normal FIA uh, run down. Uh, also, three points available for uh, Paul and fastest lap uh, this season. Uh, those have obviously already for the pole position. The, those pole position points for yesterday and today already gone to Trenton Estep for N MDK Motorsports. Pretty much an unpressured run for Trenton today. And what we don't know is the tyre situation. There's a tyre allocation for each of the drivers across the weekend and particularly on a circuit like this has anybody held back a set or have they at least kept a set that they only used maybe for a couple of laps in the combined qualifying session that we had earlier on in the weekend only the one qualifying session your best lap set the race for yesterday your second best lap for the race today and we do sometimes see tyre changes there uh, in the middle of that. And just wondering if one or two of the teams have got an almost pristine set for today or whether everyone is putting together, looking through the tyre allocation and going, right, that one's good for the left front. Oh, that's the best of our right front, etc., etc. We might be able to see from the pace of the cars make some kind of supposition as to what has gone on there. The teams tend, I'm afraid, to keep that as a pretty closely guarded secret. Still, course cars moving around, um, but for the most part, it would seem that the heavy equipment has been moved from the scene of the accident that red flagged our last event. And still, the teams and drivers are waiting. No team personnel, I noticed, down by the cars, but the good news is that at the scene of the crime, bar a little bit of uh, concrete dust and drying agent, we are clear. Uh, the marshals and the flaggers taking a, a well-earned sit-down for the moment. Just waiting for the command at the front of the grid. And I see the flag man wave out the two safety cars so we've got the flat sixes running in the background and leading them out it is Trenton Estep yesterday's winner in the MDK Motorsports car from Kai Van Berlo he'll be alongside him in the number three for Kelly Moss uh, Road and Race JDX's partner Thompson in the very distinctive shell coloured car the number nine from Red Deer Alberta and Riley Dickinson will be alongside him in the uh, 53, the white with the green stripe, the twin car uh, to the number three on the front row. Then it's Jeff Kingsley from down in Ajax here in Toronto. Then Varanchowski, who put up a great fight yesterday to hold on to a top five position. Travis Wiley, Efren Castro, Adam Adelson and Marco Cironi for the top ten. And then behind then, Alan Metney, Bill Smith leads the AM category, Thomas Collingwood, Kyle at Washington and John Getz. Just waiting to hear from race control whether 
we shorten this race. We have lost a bit of time. It wouldn't surprise me if this goes down to 35 or even 30 minutes. But at the moment, on the timing screen, it does say at 40 minutes. I don't think we're going to get very much more than one formation lap. It's turned six, by the way, the accident in the last race. And a great, great job by everybody concerned to get that cleared up and those cars moved. Just coming up to two o'clock in the afternoon. It's a rolling start, two by two. Estep from Perlo on the front row. Parker Thompson, Riley Dickinson. Now, can Trenton Estep back up his win from yesterday when he became the first American driver to stand on the top step? He goes early. Then has to back up again to allow Kai Van Berlo to get alongside him. Van Berlo slightly ahead of the pole sitter at the moment. They'll need to line themselves back up again. Here comes Van Berlo around the outside. Green flag in hand. 40 minutes still showing on the clock. It's pretty good lineup, two by two, as they come on to Princess Boulevard. And we are racing. Second event of the weekend for Porsche Carrera Cup North America, presented by Visit Cayman Islands here on the streets of Toronto. And again, it is Parker Thompson in the what was the third place car who gets the best start. This is a carbon copy of yesterday. Now Parker overshot a turn three yesterday, but to be honest, Estep's not giving him the chance to get down the inside. Then it's the two. Uh, two Kelly Moss cars and a big lock-up by Mark Chironi. He's hit someone. There was fluid coming out the front of that car. That's a disaster from Chironi. The man on home ground in the 84. And also Riley Dickinson, by the way, was ahead of his teammate there as they went into turn three. The red piping on the front of that car is the way to tell those two apart. Yep, that's the 53 in third position. Chironi off the circuit at turn three in the runoff, but I think he's in a safe enough place that we can actually continue. And it looks to me as though we've cut this race down to 20, maybe 25 minutes. We're already down to 23. And also off at turn three, the Apex Capital number 77 of Travis Wiley. That's one of the top racing cars. Already lost TJ Fisher early in the weekend after an accident. Not of his making, I should say. Adam Adelson running into him. Quite a big shunt that took them out of that session. Full course yellow. We'll see the safety car. And Trenton Estep has done the first job. Got away from pole position. And established himself at the front of the field. It is the 77 that's brought that out. Because I think Chironi's behind the wall there at turn three. Went straight on. Lakeshore Boulevard and there's a split there onto the other side of the carriageway so that there's a safe area so Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands race two here under full course yellow for round ten of the season Travis Wiley will not be happy I wonder if there was contact between him and Chironi. Can't see the right-hand side of the car. Chironi went straight on, but I'm pretty certain that I saw some fluid from the left front of that car. There are radiators, coolers in front of both the wheels on these cup cars. And if you get any substantial impact on the front corners tends to give them a problem. We've got the Tag Heuer Porsche 911 as our safety car had the Tay Can yesterday. Tag Heuer for the first time this weekend presented the Tag Heuer Paul Award to Trenton Estep. First time we've seen that uh, premium watchmaker involved in that way, although Hoyer and Tag Hoyer, very long time partners with Porsche. And of course brought the 
Tag Heuer Carrera name back into their range in the last 18 months, two years. And if you know anything about racing and watches, you'll know of the significance of the Hoya Monaco, the first ever fully waterproof square-faced chronograph made famous by Steve McQueen in the movie Le Mans. Jack Hoyer, the man whose name is on the company, huge motorsport fan, and the Carrera name, honouring the great road race, the Carrera Panamericana, and Porsche, of course, using the Carrera name on their cars for many years. The 911 Carrera, and then the model, whether it be uh, Carrera S or Carrera GTS, so race neutralised and already under 20 minutes to go. Time being lost, uh, not through any actions of any of the drivers here in this event. But from the clean-up from the previous race, we have a pretty tight time schedule, of course, with the NTT IndyCars due out later on this afternoon. And I'm sure their network TV won't want to be delayed so no choice but for race control to cut this race back. Now, how quickly can they get Travis Wiley's car pulled out of the way? It only needs to go into that uh, runoff area and behind the concrete barriers to drivers left. So with a bit of luck, we might get that going. Well, the good news is it's rolled backwards, so the transmission isn't locked, and the Apex Capital GT Silver car has just about got enough lock on it to go through. Nice job by the AMR safety team. As they escort the car out of harm's way. Now they reposition their safety truck. And we'll keep an eye on the lights of the Tag Heuer safety car. Porsche 911. So Trent Nestep hasn't had to do much other than get away from the start and hold on to his position. Once again, the best start being made by Parker Thompson, who came from third through into second place. Safety car lights are out. Excellent stuff. Race control wanting to get these cars back to green as quickly as possible. Nice job by everybody out on the circuit at turn three. So Parker Thompson, can he get the same kind of start? He was behind Trenton Estep in the 2x2 two two starts. He's going to be right behind him as we start single file and go back to green. With just on 17 minutes remaining, the field now comes under the control of Trenton Estep. Safety car is in the lane. So now it's up to Trenton to control the field, can't start and stop here, got to keep a reasonable pace through the final corners now comes through the sweep of turn 11 and the left hander that leads on to Princess Boulevard, we're back to green 16 and a half minutes to go Thompson does not get a good restart and he had to defend just a little bit there from Riley Dickinson Kai van Berlo in fourth in fifth it's Varun Chotsky in the red, white and black number 13 car. Then Jeff Kingsley for MDK. Efren Castro leads Pro-Am in the purple and black car as he heads down Lakeshore Boulevard. Under a little bit of pressure from Adam Adelson, Premier Racing's number 7 car. That's the silver car with silver on the front and bright yellow and about every other colour of the rainbow on that one. Bit of red on it as well. Then the all-silver car behind Adelson is Alan Metney. He's up in a second in the Pro-Am. So championship contenders finding their way to the front. Estep with a handy little lead, round about half a second. But at least it means he hasn't got to compromise his lines into the corners. 
Coming down to 15 minutes in this shortened race after the incident in the previous session. Estep across the line then to complete lap five. One twelve eight from Estep. Expect them to go a little bit quicker than that. We're in the mid-11s yesterday. But the cars, of course, fueled for 40 minutes of running. So they're not going to be at their peak at the moment. And into the pit lane for John Getz for Wright Motorsport. Now, he did this yesterday. He can't be any worse than second in arm. And that's going to be good enough as, oh, 43. Oh, dear me. That's... Jeff Kingsley has gone wide in the MGK car, but he has found reverse on the sequential gearbox and gets it pointing in the right direction again. John Getz for Wright Motorsport, the 57. Can't be any worse than second. He's gone into the pits. And if you remember when we were running down the championship results, I told you that Mark Kwamet, who leads that championship, is not here this weekend. And John had moved within a second-place finish of him. In fact, I reckon he'll take over the lead now just by starting the race and getting the second-place points. So it'll be game on when we come back together at Road America for the next two rounds of the race. So effectively, two non-finishes here. In fact, two non-starts by Kwame, so he'll get no points at all for this weekend. So, John Getz playing the numbers game here for Wright Motorsports, not risking the car out on the circuit, where we have just on 13 and a half minutes to go. A 12-4 last time round brings the fastest lap time down a wee bit more for Trenton Estep. And remember, there's points for that as well. 1-12-5 for Parker Thompson. Everybody lighting up with green lap times, meaning their personal bets. Efren Castro has the fast lap time in Pro-Am. He's in sixth overall in the 65, the purple and black car. And he's got Adam Adelson between himself and second position in class, Alan Metney. That's good news for him. Bill Smith then for top racing in the bright orange number 42, the Kung Fu Saloon car. Sits in a very creditable ninth position overall. And John gets in the pit lane, so Bill with no competition in terms of out on track, is able to just enjoy himself and mix it up with the Pro-Am and the Pro guys out there, which Bill will do. A repeat of yesterday for Trent and Estep, who stretched away to 2.1 seconds, and the battle is for the remaining steps on the podium. Second place, currently, held by Parker Thompson. The man from Red Deer, Alberta, in the JDX... Porsche top-up, uh, shell uh, top-up car, excuse me. He's got a bit of company now because within striking distance is the 53, the first of the two white and green Kelly Moss racing cars. That's Parker Dickinson, uh, excuse me, Riley Dickinson. Riley just tracking through the last couple of corners. Can he get the exit of the final left-hander? On to Princess Boulevard, right, he's got a good run. Tries to get a little bit of the draft as they gently ease over to the left-hand side of the road before the right-hander at turn one. Then a the little squirt through turn two, which just leads them on to Lakeshore Boulevard. Again, an opportunity here maybe to get the draft. I think Thompson's done enough. He's driving in the middle of the road, coming into turn three. That will affect his exit. But it's so tight and such a short application on the throttle there down into turns four and five. A bit of change of elevation there as well. You think a street circuit has been absolutely flat, not necessarily billiard table smooth, and certainly it isn't here. But there are one or two changes in camber, which can catch out the unwary. And Parker Thompson almost clipping the left-hand wall there. As he turned through seven and into eight. The left-hand rear of his car very perilously close to the concrete. And Dickinson right there if he does make a mistake. 
Estep across the line. Ten and a half minutes to go. Another fastest lap for him. 1.11.7 for the leader. Didn't get the fastest lap yesterday. So didn't quite get the trifecta of Paul. Fastest lap and win. But Paul and win was good points haul for Trenton. And at the moment, he'll be delighted. His team will be talking to him on the radio, saying the battle is raging behind you. Just hit your marks. Focus forwards. Ten minutes left. And that's all Trenton has to do, which sounds really easy here from our broadcast centre. But sitting in the heat of that car, remember they were sitting there for nearly 15 minutes, over 15 minutes from when they expected to move. With no airflow through the car, with three-layer fireproof clothing, plus the fireproof underwear, plus the helmet and the hands device and the wraparound seats. Gets quite claustrophobic in a race car when you're not doing anything. Great run from third place for Riley Dickinson. Was almost kissing the back bumper of Parker Thompson and the Shell top-up car as he came through, turned eight and nine. This is the best chance, and Parker knows it. He's gone to the right-hand side of the track. They fed. Can we get the old over and under? No, he parks it on the apex of turn one. And now the opportunity for Kai Van Berlo to go past both of them. Goes to the left-hand side of Lakeshaw Boulevard to start with. Three of them now drafting down the back straight. Thompson is going to have to stay to the right-hand side. Van Berlo slips to the left-hand side of the circuit, trying to get the more traditional racing lining. That gives him the opportunity to put the throttle on earlier. Therefore, trying to build up speed earlier through this Nanchi section. Four, five, and six. Definitely a little touch into turn one as Parker just uh, parked it on the apex. Smart driving by Parker that held on the second place. Back to the same part of the circuit now. Thompson, Dickinson and Kai Van Perlo. Red, yellow and white car is in second place. Then the two white and green cars, third and fourth. Team mates, but no team orders. You're racing for yourself in this championship. And Dickinson will be desperately trying to get the points to close up to the top of the championship. Back through. Turn two again, and Estep is pulling away. It's four and a half seconds now with just under eight minutes to go. That's going to be round about six laps, maybe. Probably five, actually. It'll depend when Estep crosses the line. If there's less than a minute and 11, a minute and 12, when Estep comes to the line, we'll get one more. Uh, we'll get the uh, white flag if not we'll get one more real pressure though on Parker Thompson started his career in the open wheel ranks transitioned into GT a couple of seasons ago had a, a little bit of a go a few seasons before that but didn't really commit to it and has admitted he thought that was maybe a mistake should have taken it a wee bit more seriously and he's come back and really thrown himself into this championship and it's really paying dividends for him. Has to defend again into turn one. Van Berlo, championship leader. The third of the three cars battling through turn number two now. Trying to get a run on his teammate. But really important that he gets points. Fourth place points here for that green and white. At number three is not the worst outcome after second yesterday. Oh, Dickinson was thinking about it down into turn three, but can't make it happen. Turn five. Ripping up a little bit, it would seem, here today on the final day of competition. Various different championships, various different tyre manufacturers. But it does seem that the Michelin compounds work well with the IndyCar compounds. We've seen that with joint events between... IndyCar and Michelin on the streets of Long Beach. Some of our racing at uh, St. Pete's as well. And in previous years at uh, Mid-Ohio. Does seem to work. Estep's gone. Estep has checked out. Now five and a half seconds. It looks like a double for MDK Motorsports and a great championship push 
for Trent Nestep as we head into the second half of the season. He's halfway down Lakeshore Boulevard before Parker Thompson, Riley Dickinson and Kaifan Berlo appear. And this time, Thompson should be able to take the normal racing line. He doesn't have to defend. Dickinson didn't get the run off turn two. Five minutes to go in this shortened event. The 10th round of the season, the second of the weekend here on the streets of Toronto. Intense pressure for Parker Thompson. At the moment, he is withstanding it. And if anything, he's in a slightly better place as Dickinson gets a real slide on. Coming through, turn eight. Just had to correct it. The little counter steer, a little bit of opposite lock there as he was drifting towards the wall. Don't think he lifted off very much, mind you. Felt like he was in control. He's got a good car under him. It was 5.6 seconds the last time around. The gap between this battling trio and the leader, Trenton Estep. And as they come around this time, it's gone out even a little bit further. Thompson, though, is in a lovely rhythm, particularly in the early part of the lap. Varen Choksi is in fifth position. And the 13, the red, white and black car, might actually be closing down on the leading on the battling trio for second, third and fourth. Then Efren Castro is leading further back down the field. Bill Smith and the number 69 of Thomas Collingwood having a cracking scrap as they came round the final corner last time around. And Collingwood fighting and holding on to 10th position. They're in different categories. Pro-Am for the GT Silver number 69, the bright orange car. Bill Smith is the AM leader for top racing. Then it's Kyle Washington in the blue and yellow car. It's the GMG racing machine. He's in 12th. John Gutz in John Getz in the pits. Three and a bit minutes to go. We'll have to keep an eye on Varan Choksi here. I do think he's catching up on this battle for the final two podium positions. He's really timed this nicely. It's under four seconds here. It may be just a little bit too much to ask, and he'll be cursing the fact that this race was shortened. He's in clear air at the moment. He can take all of the optimum racing lines, which is exactly what he's doing down into turn three in that ADR number 13 car. Lovely colour scheme on that machine, very traditional, very simple, shows off the lines of the wide-bodied 992 Carrera Cup car, very well indeed. Thompson, for the moment, has eked out a tiny bit of a lead. What is he? Maybe half a second, seven-tenths away from the battling teammates. But at the important part of the circuit, that's three or four Porsche 911's lengths between them. It'll be white flag next time around. Not this time, just on two minutes to go. So we will see the white flag next time around, or at least Trenton Estep will. Now, what is going to go on with the two Kelly Moss teammates? Kai Van Berlo would like to be on the podium to hold his championship advantage but by the same token he doesn't want to end his race in the concrete and certainly doesn't want to do it at the expense of his teammate that would be a very awkward conversation after the race in the team hauler hard to say whether either of those two cars had an advantage on the other but I think Dickinson is just slightly compromising his racing lines. He's not quite getting back to Parker Thompson. Maybe he just set up his car slightly differently for the early part of the race. Meantime, across the line and the white flag for one more lap to go. 2.8 kilometres, 1.75 miles. Thompson in second, his breathing room does not have to defend into turn one. He'll be thinking about all the potential overtaking manoeuvres that can be made. Turn three is the next one. Does he have to defend? I don't think he does. He can stay on the racing line. Efren Castro in the purple and black car crosses the line. 
He's in sixth overall. He'll be delighted with that. He's got some pro cars behind him and he leads in Pro-Am. The two Kelly Moss cars battling it out as Van Berlo once again goes all the way at the left-hand wall before he turned into turn three. Now at five, he's not quite on the bumper of his teammate, but he's not far away. Thompson really only has to worry now about turn nine, and I think he's going to be okay for second. Trent and Estep way up the road. He's coming into the final set of corners now, and it will be the double on the streets of Toronto, rounds nine and now 10 of the 2022 Porsche Carrera Cup North America, presented by Visit Cayman Islands, have gone the way of Trent and Estep. He's the first American driver to win a round of this championship and he's doubled up this weekend in real style, absolutely dominated. And he's got the full set in this race with Paul Fastest lap and the win. So a full house of points. 28 points for him this weekend. Castro comes through to double up in the Pro-Am category. And that will close the gap on Alan Metney just a wee bit. But Alan's going to come through in second place in the iFly number 99, the all-silver car. And it'll be Bill Smith for top racing in the bright orange number 42 who takes top points and the fastest lap for top racing in the Am category. But John Gertz, who's played a canny game this weekend, John, for Wright Motorsports, with 40 points. And with his class leader, Mark Kawami, not being here uh, this weekend, John Gertz, John Gertz will go to 179 points against Mark Kawami's 172. So he'll take... The AMCLASS Championship lead to Road America, which is the next place that we'll see these cars stretching their legs on the just over four-mile circuit. So from one of the shortest events in terms of track length of our season to the very longest. And what a weekend it's been. What a trip north of the border for Trent and Estep and for MDK Motorsports. Came here in fourth place in the championship and will have uh, closed the gap on Riley Dickinson in third it's about on as even on the points haul between Dickinson and Thompson with uh, them both taking a second and a third this weekend Kai Van Berlo with a third uh, with a fourth today and a second yesterday will hold his lead at the top of the championship but down to victory lane for MDK Motorsports and Trenton Estep sweeps the weekend as far as the top step of the podium and sweeps this race, having taken Paul, fastest lap and the race victory. 28 points to MDK Motorsports and to Trenton Estep. Boston again from the beginning. Once again, Parker Thompson got the best of the starts. Claimed second position. This time he held on to it. Marco Chirodi with problems at turn three. And for... Jeff Kingsley as well. Decent battle at the bottom of the top 10 for Bill Smith and Thomas Collingwood. But there was no stopping. MDK Motorsports and Trent and Estep, two for two in Toronto. We'll see you at Road America. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.